Hi, and welcome law firm owners to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm Nermeen, your host, and I'm so excited to be back with you this week. So this is gonna be the only podcast episode this month. As you may or may not know, I had a lot going on. I moved, a lot of things happened, and my brain was just like dead. So I had no mental bandwidth to be able to do this podcast, and this is gonna be the only episode for this month because of that. So it's going to be free and it's going to be juicy, and we are going to get into this episode that is all about legal cults and scams. And I was not planning on doing this episode, but I ended up deciding to do it because what I kept hearing and what I kept seeing was a lot of these culty, scammy looking things. And I was like, you know what? I care about you lawyers and law firm owners and my listeners way too much. And just like I started this podcast because there's so much shitty law firm advice out there, that's the same reason why I'm doing this episode. There's too many scams and cults out there and I don't want you to lose your very hard earned money. And that's why we're doing this episode. So. Hold on to your wallets, because here we go. We're gonna talk about the first legal scam slash cult. Hey, law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. Before I go into all of that, let me sort of tell you what I'm looking at when I think about legal scams and cults. So for me, cults, right? We know what cults are. There's lots of cults out there. Not every cult is bad. So if you think about it, a cult like Apple is a cult, right? Uh, Whole30, keto diets, intermittent fasting, these are all cult-like things, right? They have elements to it that they are like limited to a certain group of people. They cost you time or money or energy or something like that. And they are really like they they go in phases right where like we've come out of a pandemic and everyone's trying to lose weight and so like you're starting to see all these food nutrition things pop back up again now all of that being said not all cults are bad some cults are definitely bad like nixium bad cult right the thing for me is when you're in this cult what is it like if you try to leave and what is the cost of joining and is the cost of leaving so prohibitive? And by that I mean, like you're gonna lose all of your friends that you made, people are gonna judge you, like bad things are gonna happen. Those are the things that I think about is, can you leave and how bad is it for you to be able to leave? So now a scam, I think we all agree, 100% all scams are bad. Some cults, good, maybe not so good, it depends. All scams, 100% bad. So let's talk about the first cult. Legal practice management programs that have been around for a really long time, but I'm seeing a lot of them come out right now. And the nature of cults is like, we're coming out of something really bad and cults tend to present themselves as, we're gonna save you, we're gonna make everything okay. 
you know, it's a safe haven after something really bad. So we just got out of this really bad period of the pandemic. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their practices. Like just things happened, right? And so some of these cults are presenting themselves as like, we're gonna make sure that this never happens to you again. So I'm seeing a lot of that languaging and those words on these websites. And I'm hearing people say these things. And, and for me, for some of these programs, these legal practice management programs, are they a cult? Yes, here's why they're a cult. It costs a lot to be part of it. Uh, their goal is to have you bring more people into it. You all start speaking a similar language, whatever acronyms that this um, legal practice management program has, right? We all know someone who's in one of those programs that's throwing around these, these you know, cute little three, four little words and you're like, what does that mean? That's not even a real word. And only the people in that group know what that word means. Yeah. Okay. So we all know those people. And not only that, but you know, in terms of, is it a good cult or a bad cult? Here's my biggest issue with it. It's that these legal practice management programs are built on you staying on and on you bringing other people in. So there's this heavy push for referrals, which for me feels so MLM-y and culty that I'm like, okay, why do I need to bring all these other people in? Like, why are you offering me so many discounts for bringing other people in? It just, it doesn't feel good, right? It feels like super MLM-y. There's no other way of saying it, okay? That's problem number one. Problem number two, they want you to stay in it for a really long time. And for me, I always look to math and like mathematical theories when it comes to shit like this. So for me, it's the principle of diminishing returns, right? It's an economics principle. You probably remember it. I'll explain it to you really simply. Basically, any extra input that you have is going to result in a smaller output. So imagine a bell curve, you're gonna peak out where you know the time you're putting in, you're getting the exact amount out that you're putting in. Then it's gonna start diminishing. The more you put out, the less you're gonna get. The more you put in, the less you're gonna get out, right? That's exactly the same thing. You're staying in these programs for two years, three years, four years. What the fuck are you getting out of it after all of these years? I just, I don't understand. I meet people who have been in these groups for so many years and I'm like, are you still getting something out of it? And that's what makes me think it's a little bit like of a not so good cult because are they sort of operating from a place of fear, right? Like if you leave, what happens if you need to fire someone? If you leave, what happens if your entire marketing strategy falls apart and your law firm falls apart and you're on the court steps filing for bankruptcy? Like I don't know 100% if that's what's happening or not, but I get this not good feeling, right? And for me, that just bothers me. Like, don't be in something for fucking years. The people who work with me, the CEO Academy, everything I've ever built never goes beyond a year because my whole thing is, you gotta be like a baby bird, okay? You gotta be able to fucking fly on your own because if not, you're gonna keep coming back without ever being able to make decisions for yourself. Literally, you have to spread your wings and fly as a law firm owner 
for you to get what's actually going on in your practice and for you to kind of stumble through some of the decisions. And that's when the things that you learned are really going to take effect. That's when you're going to be like, oh, I need to check the ROI on this marketing strategy every single month because that's what I was taught to do. So I'm going to keep doing it after month 14 and 15 instead of just doing it while you're in the program, right? Okay. So that's number one, these legal practice management programs. I don't get a good feeling from them. I know a lot of people who are in them. Good for you if you're in it. It ain't for me and it ain't for any of my clients. And I will tell you that some of my clients that I work with have come to me as a result of the way that some of those programs went. And I know the things I know because I had people who are in those programs. So I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm obviously not gonna say the names of them because I'm not trying to get sued out here on this podcast. You know who they are and I'm gonna leave it at that. Now here's the second part of the question. Number one, was it a cult? Yes, it's a cult. Two, is it a scam? Okay. I'm leaning on the side of saying that it's a scam. And here's why I think it's a scam. A lot of these programs don't have actual lawyers who are consulting you or actual business people. They're just coaches that they put through a training program to teach you. I think that's a really shitty way of charging a fuck ton of money for some off the street coach that has a script that they're working with. That really bothers me. Are they even licensed attorneys? I have no idea. What kind of law do they practice? Why are they now in this coaching field? I don't know. There's so many unanswered questions for me and there's no open disclosure about any of this information. So that's what bothers me as well. It's like, there's no publicly available information. And I don't know if like they're disclosing this information during their seminars or in their pamphlets or whatever it is like that for me makes it feel like it's a little bit scammy. Number two, part of their business model, by the way, is that they want their participants to renew. They want them to renew for two, three, four years. One of their KPIs that they measure is how many renewals that you have. By default, I feel like any business that has this thing that's like, we're gonna charge you for renewals and we're gonna charge you thousands of dollars for renewals feels a little scammy, okay? I get that gyms have renewals built in, but guess what? Gyms are not charging you two, three, four thousand dollars to go to the fucking gym, right? Like that's what's so insane to me is the price point of this thing. And also that they want you to keep paying this amount month after month. And like, what happens if you try to leave, right? Like that's the biggest thing. Do you lose all those friends that you made? Probably all those referral partners that maybe you built up during these programs probably they're gone because they're not going to continue working with you because the thing that you had in common that held it together was being part of this program. Okay. I feel like I went on like a little bit of a rant about that. So I'm, I'm hoping that what you're getting from this is that this shit works me up. It really pisses me off when people come after your hard earned money and don't give you full information. And that's the whole point in this episode, legal scams and cults. So what we're talking about. Let's move on to legal scam slash cult number two. All right, networking groups. That's number two, networking groups. Is it a cult? Yes, 100% a cult. I will tell you, I have been and am in currently a networking group, a few networking groups. I will tell you that it, it is a cult, right? It might be like a cult of Apple or something like that. It's a good for you kind of cult in that you're with other people, you're sending business to each other, 
you all have this common goal of growing your business, of building your reputation in your community and being a valuable asset, not just to your clients, but to the other people who are in your group to being a valuable asset for them. All of that is fantastic and wonderful. Here's what I will caution you about. One, it can end up taking over your life. You might end up going to so many meetings, meeting so many people from there that it sort of becomes part of your whole life where you're like, God, I don't even remember a time where I didn't know someone who wasn't from XYZ networking group. That's all well and good. Let's talk about the not so good part of networking groups. So we talked a little bit about how sometimes they can be a little culty and whatnot. Uh, but let's also talk about the fact that there's different levels of networking groups. So what does that mean? Okay, so you could join a networking group and it could be a couple hundred bucks a month. I joined one of those when I first started consulting and I will tell you, it was not a good use of my time. And I think that's where a lot of these networking groups can feel a little scammy, right? So it's one of the things you wanna be aware of, which is what's your time investment? Is it efficient? And are you gonna get the kind of clients that you want from it? When I first started, I joined the cheapest one that was out there because I just needed to do something. I needed to do something to get my name out there and I just felt so stuck. And that's what I did. And I will tell you, it was not a good use of my time. It was not efficient and it wasn't profitable because I didn't get business from it. And I will tell you that it, that's particular to me. There were other people in the group who made lots of money and that's good for them, but it didn't work for me. So not profitable for me. And then you can also move up the ranks when it comes to these networking groups. So there's networking groups that charge you a couple thousand dollars a year. And then there's ones that are like a couple thousand dollars a month. I think that they start to get a little scammy then because are you truly getting the value that you're, you're the money that you're putting in, are you getting that out, right? I always talk about the ROI. What's the ROI on this thing? Are you getting your money out? And it's not just the dollar that you've invested, but it's also the time that you've invested. So those are the two things that I want you to be mindful of when you are considering some of these networking groups. And not every networking group is gonna be right for you. They usually let you come and test it out and then you can join and all of that stuff. So this is not a knock on networking groups, but this is a reminder that you gotta make sure that it works for you, okay? Don't just willy-nilly go and sign up for five and then all of a sudden all you've got is like meetings and no time to do client work. That's just a bad use of your time and it's gonna be completely not profitable for you to do that. So those are the things I want you to consider. Who's in the room? Are they gonna bring you the kind of clients that you wanna get? What's the cost of it? What's your time investment? Can it be scammy? Yes, just be mindful, okay? All right, so let's talk about the next cult slash scam that I've been seeing a lot on the internet. And again, protect your wallets because I don't want you to get scammed by this. So funnels, I'm seeing a lot of this stuff going on right now. Funnels are exactly what you would expect. Remember from law school or from college, beer funnel starts out big, tapers down small, okay. Imagine exactly that as I'm going through these steps, okay? Funnels have been around for a really long time. They are a legitimate uh, marketing tool. However, they've become a little bit culty and scammy over time. And I know that these funnel makers are coming after you law firm owners. So just beware of when they come for you, okay? So 
a funnel is essentially you start out with a bunch of people up here who are interested in your service. You give them more information, you filter them through, and then at the end of it is like the paying clients, right? So you start with a hundred, you end up with 10. You start with a thousand, you end up with three, right? That's the way that funnels work. Now, what I've seen is people trying to build funnels for lawyers without giving the full disclosure. Instead, they're saying very sexy things to you, like automate your clients, get clients in your sleep, spend a dollar on leads. Who wants to do SEO? That takes forever. I got 10 new leads after 30 minutes, right? You see things like that, claims like that. Listen, y'all, this is nothing more than like the, I drank this shake for five days and lost 20 pounds. It's the same fucking shit. There's no difference between these two things. They're making these claims that are not verifiable. They also are results that cannot be guaranteed. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom of these pages, that's where they have the disclosures. Results are not guaranteed, right? If that isn't a big red flag, I don't know what the fuck else is, okay? Number two, they're not giving you all the information on what it takes to actually keep this thing like a well-oiled machine. The reality is that there's 17 different pieces of technology that go into building a funnel. And someone might be like, oh, it's actually four. Okay, whatever, that's not the fucking point here. The point is, it takes a lot of tech to keep this thing rolling smooth. What happens is if one piece breaks, what happens if you spend $10,000 to build this funnel and one piece of it breaks and now when people were supposed to be coming to you from Facebook ads to a phone call to then the next step, which is like emails that they get to nurture them, to learn more about you and why you're so wonderful and why you're the best damn lawyer ever, what happens if that piece breaks? You now have to go back and hire them again to figure out what broke, to go back and fix it, all of that, because they're not telling you how to do it. And they also know that you're not gonna spend the time to do it, so then they add in some sort of funnel maintenance fee, which is just total bullshit to begin with, because I don't even think you need a fucking funnel to run a successful law firm. None of my clients have fucking funnels, okay? None of these automated funnels, clients in their sleep bullshit, none of my clients fucking have that, okay? All right, let me tell you the third thing that really upsets me. I don't even know what number on, maybe we're on number three. The next thing that really upsets me about funnels is that they're not fully telling you how much you actually need to invest to get enough leads at the top so that you have at least 10 conversions at the bottom. This is different for every single fucking law firm, okay? If you're a PI firm, it's gonna be different for you versus a PI firm in New York versus New Jersey. It's gonna be different for you if you're a family law attorney in California versus Georgia versus Oklahoma. Completely different. In Oklahoma, maybe all you need is 30 leads up here and you get five good clients down here. In New York, you might need 300 up here before you end up with five good ones down here who actually end up hiring you. And the thing is that the cost to get 500 is very expensive. Now they'll present it as like $1 per click or dollar per lead or dollar ads or $5 ads or however they're presenting it to you. But then when you multiply that by the number of leads that you need, if you need like 300 leads up here at $5 lead, that's $1,500. So you're spending $3,000 on this thing plus another $1,500 every single month to get five leads down here when all they were willing to pay you or the true value of those leads is 1500. So you've literally just broken even. You haven't made any fucking money here. 
And the whole thing has been presented to you as like some sort of a magic solution to automate clients and to develop business in your sleep and all this other crap that they're saying to you. Now, here's the other thing. The final thing about this that really upsets me is that they're gonna come and tell you that you need to create a signature offer. These people are not fucking attorneys and they don't understand that as a lawyer, you've always had a signature offer and that's your fucking billable hourly rate. And they're gonna then tell you, oh, well, you need to create uh, some template documents, some template wills, a single will for $500, great. Now you're fucking legal Zoom, all right? No different than that. So I think that funnels are totally a scam. I think that you can have a wildly successful law firm without having to have a fucking funnel. I think that if you're gonna build a funnel, be aware of all of this shit and of what it's going to cost you at each step of the way. And they're gonna come back and tell you, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's not a funnel expert. We're funnel experts. We do these for lawyers. They are told to say those things. That is literally on their script to say it. They are literally playing you to try to see are you gonna invest? They're trying to figure out what your hesitations are and then that's how they're gonna come and get you, okay? So just please be mindful of this, all right? Okay, so here's the final scam and then I'm gonna give you the really true big one, okay? All right, this is one that I was caught in. I will never disclose the name of it, but group coaching programs. I'm seeing a lot of them right now for mom lawyers, for exhausted lawyers for litigation attorneys where they are going to put you in a big group setting and it's going to feel like a mastermind but really all it ends up becoming is like a super bitch session and you're not really getting any strategy out of it you might get like one or two little things here and there but there's no real structure around these things and here's the thing that really pisses me off one they're usually done by someone who's not an attorney. Listen, y'all, the reason I charge the rates that I do is because I'm a fucking attorney. I actually understand the ins and outs of practicing law from multiple like disciplines. So family law, uh, immigration, personal injury, all of that. I know that all of those three areas of law are very different structurally, right? And the thing is that these people in group coaching programs, they're not actually lawyers who are leading these programs. They're just coaches. They don't really understand what it is to be a lawyer. They don't understand the adversarial nature of things. They say things like, oh, you should just manifest that your cases should settle. What the fuck? You cannot manifest PI cases to just settle. And if someone tells you that, that's a fucking scam. Get the fuck out quick, okay? Also, with these group coaching programs. It's not so bad that it's a group because I do group stuff too. The CEO Academy is a group. It's not the group element. It's who's leading it and how big is the group. If you're not gonna get the attention that you need because there's 400 other people on every single phone call or 40 people or 30 people or your questions aren't being answered specific to you and your law firm and things are not being tailored to you, then that's a fucking problem and that's where I call it a fucking scam. So ask the questions, y'all. Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. All right, final one, as I promised. Okay, this is the true final, final one. This is the biggest cult. This is the biggest scam of all. You're gonna fucking hate me for this when I tell you, but like I said, I like to be honest with y'all. So here's the final one. Being a lawyer, by the way, 
is a cult. If you didn't already know that, we are in this cult together, all right? Some would argue it's a good cult, some would argue it's a bad cult. I will say that it depends on who's in your lawyer cult, okay? Second thing, is it a scam? I will 100% tell you that some lawyers will be like, this shit was a scam. Going to law school is a total scam. You came out on the other side, you thought you were gonna have a six-figure job and you're just miserable at your five-figure job where you're just trying to scratch six figures, right? I know that for some attorneys, Practicing law is not what they thought it was gonna be, okay? So by the way, yes, we're in a cult. Yes, it's a little bit of a scam, all right? Some of you went to super fourth tier law schools and tried to become lawyers and ended up being in the DA's office making you know, $30,000, $40,000 a year. I'm sorry, that really sucks. But that's why I say it's a little bit of a scam because now you've got all this student loan debt that you gotta deal with. All right, here's my biggest frustration with this cult of lawyers. You all ask each other for business advice. And I'm sorry this is gonna be harsh, you're gonna never wanna listen to me again, but it's the blind leading the blind, okay? None of y'all has any business strategy on how to grow your practice. When I ask you guys how you came up with your hourly rates, it's like, oh, well, the firm I used to work at charged this, so I just figured I would charge the same amount but discounted it by $50. Or I just started a new practice and you know I didn't wanna charge, charge so much because I'm so new, and so I decided to charge you know way less. I mean, and then you ask each other how you came up with that number or what your number is. And like none of you has actually given me a strategic business response for why you're charging this. Instead, it's all fear-based. And then when I come and ask you, are you any less experienced than when you were at Big Law? No, the only difference is you're no longer at Big Law. You have your own firm, but you have the same level of experience. You had 10 years there, you still got 10 years. Why do you think that you should be charging less? It is absolutely insane and ridiculous for you to even think that, okay? Whew, all right, getting a little worked up here. So here's the thing that really kills me about when you all ask each other how you grew your law firm. You all have very different practice areas. And even if you are a personal injury attorney, we all know that there are different kinds of personal injury attorneys. There are personal injury attorneys that just do slip and falls, or do per there are personal injury attorneys that just do trucking cases, there are ones that just do serious catastrophic cases only, there are ones that do construction site cases only. It is such a broad area of personal injury practice and you'll still ask each other, personal injury A, attorney A to personal injury attorney B, hey, what'd you do to grow your practice? And B will, B will say, oh, I did pay-per-click. So then A tries to do pay-per-click and it doesn't work. And do you know why? It's because you all have very different practice areas, okay? Even though it's a personal injury, it is very, very different. And there's no strategy behind why they chose pay-per-click. Did you ask them why they chose that? No, you just leave it with, well, what did you do? Okay, cool. It seems like it's working for you. Here's the other thing. Most attorneys don't measure the ROI on the thing until someone like me comes in and says, what the fuck are you doing spending your money on this? You haven't made any money off of it. Most attorneys will invest in something thinking that that's the thing that's bringing in their clients. Maybe it's SEO, maybe it's pay-per-click, maybe it's a networking group, maybe it's 
um, Facebook ads, whatever that thing is. But until someone like me comes in and actually looks at it and says, actually 40 of your clients that came in last year, 40 of the 50 clients that came into you last year were word of mouth referrals, but you still spent $4,000 a month to get 10 clients for the entire year. So 10 clients to get, uh, to get 10 clients, you spent 4,000 times 12 months, $48,000. And if the value of those 10 clients, if, if let's say 10 of those cases were not going to settle, were worth maybe a thousand dollars, were tiny little wills, whatever it was, it's not even worth it. Right? So I'm saying this to say, stop asking each other what they're doing to grow their firm because what is true for that one firm is going to be completely different for you. They may have five attorneys and you may be a solo, or maybe you have four attorneys and there are two attorney practice and you're trying to ask them what they're doing to grow on Instagram. And maybe you're not willing to be a tap dancing, pointing, dancing around kind of attorney, right? You have got to ask the right questions if you are going to ask them. And I see this, especially when it comes to hiring. Hey, where'd you get your paralegal from? Oh, LinkedIn. Oh, ZipRecruiter. Oh, word of mouth. You guys are acting like there's like this secret pool of paralegals that are hanging out and only you don't know about it. But the reality is, Everyone's going through the same process. They're either going through a recruiter, they're posting on LinkedIn, they're posting on ZipRecruiter, or they're posting on Indeed. They're going through the process of vetting out candidates, interviewing them in person, then hiring them. Listen, some of hiring is just pure fucking luck, okay? You happen to have put the ad out right when this perfect candidate was leaving their real estate practice firm and wanted to move to one that was closer to their home and you have a real estate firm that was looking for a paralegal that happened to be in that paralegal's neighborhood. Literally, some of this shit is just dumb fucking luck. There's not a whole lot of strategy behind it. But for some reason, you all just keep asking each other, hey, what'd you do? Hey, what'd you do? Hey, what'd you do? I mean, look, it's exactly what I, and I've said this before too. So however you studied for the bar exam is gonna be different than how someone else studied for the bar exam. And you would never go and be like, hey, how are you studying for this thing? How are you doing? Remember during the bar exam, you all, I barely spoke to anyone during the bar exam. I actually stopped going to barber classes because there were too many people asking way too many questions and everybody looked fucking miserable. And I was like, y'all are just stressing me out just looking at you guys. I either feel like I'm not fucking stressed enough or I feel like I'm too stressed. And then that stresses me out even more. And I was like, this is just not good for my type A personality. This is not good for my stress and my anxiety. I'm just gonna fucking stay at home and listen to the fucking lectures at home and that's exactly how I studied for the fucking bar. It was very much in a fucking silo. I didn't do anything that anyone else was doing. I didn't take anyone else's tips. I just studied the way that I studied all through fucking law school, right? The whole point of me saying this is it's gonna be so fucking individualistic. If that analogy didn't relate for you, then let me give you a final one here. If one person loses 10 pounds because they went on keto and you did the same thing and you, then keto's not the solution for you. 
it worked for that one person, it's not gonna work for you. I can tell you, I would be a raging crazy person if you told me no carbs. I would lose my fucking mind, okay? Not for me, good for you, not for me. That's what you need to start learning to say when it comes to some of these other law firm owners when they openly offer advice. Oh man, I just I just hired an associate. You know what you need to do? You need to get some SEO. You need a better website, your website's shit. Oh, I just hired this really great social media person. You need to go and hire her. I just joined this really great program. You need to go and do that. Oh my God, all these lawyers are giving out business advice when they have no fucking business experience to be doing so. They're not consultants. They just have one set of experiences on one thing that happened to work for them and they're not even sure why it worked for them. They just know that it's currently working. But is it gonna work forever? Who the fuck knows? SEO turns off after a while. Facebook ads have gone to trash. You know, the things that used to work a long time ago are no longer really working now. So keep all of this in mind as you are continuing to grow your practice, because I promise you these legal scams and cults are not going anywhere for as long as you are making money, as long as you are someone who has six figures, you know, high six figures, they're going to keep coming after you. So I want you to get smarter. I want you to keep listening back to this podcast. Listen to it multiple times. Write down the questions that I've told you in this podcast episode that you should be asking for anyone who's approaching you on whether or not they want to work with you and whether or not you should even consider spending your money and time with that person. Okay? All right. Y'all, I've probably cursed more in this episode than I ever have before, but I'm hoping that what you're getting is this shit really upsets me and... I get really heated about it and the New Yorker in me just comes out. So as always, please, please, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review. It makes a really big difference. Please, please reach out to me. I'm here to help you. Um, I'm officially offering pick my brain sessions. And I think that, you know, those are going to be tremendously helpful because what I've learned from a lot of lawyers is they just sometimes are embarrassed to ask some questions. And a pick my brain session is exactly the place that you can come in, ask all those embarrassing questions like, how do I break up with my paralegal? How do I increase my rates? How do I get my client to pay me the $10,000 that's been outstanding for three months? We can answer all of those questions in the pick my brain series. There's a link below. Let me know if you have any questions. Bye.